This is the ZMAR Podcast. Elite Benefits of America helps small and mid-sized companies with their health insurance programs. And now, your host, Butch ZMAR. All right, thank you for joining us on the ZMAR Podcast. Today, I have a special guest of Frederick Dudick. He's a great business guy. He's been in the business world for a very long time. We ran across paths locally in Chicago a long time ago, and I know he's moved on to uh, warmer pastures out west. Frederick, would you mind giving an introduction? Welcome to the show. Thanks, Butch. Good to see you again. And yeah, it's been a, it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, it is kind of warm here in Arizona these days. <laughs> um, but other than that, I don't miss uh, the freezing cold in Chicago. So tell us a little bit about where you came from, uh, your background. I know a little bit about you, but share with our audience, you know, some of the things you worked on and what you're doing now. Well, I'm originally from uh, France, and uh, that's where I was born in Bordeaux. And uh, I didn't want to come. I was screaming my head off, and uh, but I was under totalitarianism environment with mm-hmm. my parents. They stuffed this pacifier in my mouth and said, shut up, you're going. <laughs> and uh, three months uh, old, I didn't have too much to say about the thing. So uh, I grew up in the Detroit area, was a uh, draftsman doing drafting. And uh, my, my claim to fame, as I like to say, is that the 1982 Ford Escort, I'm the guy that designed the Spotwall guns that Spotwalled the body panels on that car. Mm. And uh, that led me into the computer industry uh, to where I did training, uh, installing computer-aided uh, engineering software onto systems and then taking draftsmen at General Motors, Eaton Corporation, Westinghouse, and teaching them from going from a drafting board to actually designing using a computer-aided design CAD mm-hmm. software. And then I got um, volunteered to be trained to be a salesperson after several years. And from there, I just never looked back. I won numerous sales awards and became a district manager, regional manager, and a Western regional manager, and then uh, joined a company, moved to Arizona from Chicago. Mm-hmm. And um, there I joined a company as a director of worldwide sales and marketing for a software product and set up 80 resellers around the world. That gave me an opportunity to travel a lot and see a lot of different things. So I've been to about 30 countries through that, through working as well as on vacation. You know, we met up around 2009, something like that, 2008, 2009. I uh, moved back to Chicago for a little while. You know, now I'm back in, uh, back in Arizona again. So, and I know when we met, you were always trying to help uh, entrepreneurs and business owners, how to strategize a lot of the things to always stay engaged with either prospects or customers and how's that evolved uh, to t- today what you actually do with working with executives and other business owners what it's evolved to is right now i work with with uh, companies you know s- small to mid-sized businesses and even solopreneurs really to <clears throat> grow their presence and uh, engage with their customers uh, as well as their employees and also importantly with their business alliance partnerships Mm -hmm. and because at the end of the day all three intertwine your clients and customers your employees and your business partnerships all work need to work in sync together Mm -hmm. and uh, and that's what i help businesses do and let's talk about a little bit of that because you had mentioned before we jumped on and recorded this that um 
you you did a lot of research, a lot of background, and and you were talking about these three components and um, really driving a business to another level and not, not a whole lot of material out there that puts it all together. No, that was one of the things that I, I spent a year putting this book together uh, called Business Superfans. And as I did a lot of research on that, one of the things I, I came up, uh, discovered was that a lot of people talk about things to do for clients and customers to retain those, to you know, uh, engage with them, everything else. There's, there's another set of people to talk about things for employees. And then there's really not much talk about business partnerships and how to maintain that connectivity. And one of the things that I realized is that when I was managing uh, global sales and working with channel partners, they're independent businesses. So I had to develop relationships with them to make sure that they were promoting my products Mm -hmm. and their employees. And then our employees within the company make sure that they were engaging with our business partners that were in turn promoting and of course the customers that they were getting. And so I came up with the idea of business super fans is really tying all three together because they're really interconnected. If you really look at how a business operates and that's really the whole, the, 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 the premises of the business super fans book and the other things I'm putting together and associated with that book. Inside that book, you had made a comment about um, a client retention methodology. I, and, and you walked through a little bit. Can you expand a little bit? Because I think the methodology is important because it, it costs more money to go out and generate new business than try to retain existing business. Um, but can you expand a little bit about what's in the book and then what's your thoughts on that? The book is designed as basically what we call a playbook. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not just stories and information it actually tells you things to do and how to do those things so it's it's really we call it uh, you know the subtitle of the book is uh the winner's playbook Mm -hmm. and uh the intent of that is it's a roadmap you know this is what this is like think of a sports team this is the plays you need to do so one of the biggest things is that most biz people fail to say the the simplest thing is thank you for the business you know, it's it's mind boggling, but we've you know, you know, there's a multitude of industries that, you know, you can have, let's say, um, someone providing some type of a service to you and they, they they're done. They did an excellent job and they're gone. You never hear from them again. They, they don't reach back out and they've lost. You know, it's a transaction mindset. What I talk about is, OK like you were mentioning to onboard a brand new customer and to find one to prospects to get a customer and to convert them into a, you know a, a customer is money but mm-hmm. the gold is really is your existing customers bought from you they mm-hmm. liked you they want you to be successful you just need to ask them and nobody does a good job of asking their customers to help them grow mm-hmm. and that's what the book does is we talk about different strategies that can be implemented, which is, you know, number one is a, a simple thank you. Uh, number the second one is to basically uh, see how they're doing without selling anything. You don't have to sell to say, hey, Butch, just wanted to reach out, see what's happening. Um, you know, hey, by the way, um, you know, we've got this new thing happening in our, in our business. We've expanded because of people like you. And that's it. Yep. They know who you are. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, birthdays. People don't don't people don't realize how important birthdays are mm-hmm. because um, just the other day I was talking to a woman. She's in her seventies, and she said that she got one birthday card, and it was from her chiropractor. I mean, that's profound. Yeah, one yeah. birthday card, and it was her chiropractor. Yeah. Other than that, she said nobody acknowledged her, nobody called her, nothing. And there's a lot of other things that that can be done, you know, um, to to retain customers, to make them feel appreciated. You know, you can reach out on an anniversary, saying, "Wow, man, I can't believe a year screamed by." Yeah. You know, hope all is well. But you know, we've we've you know, here's an update on what's happening in our business, what's going on in your world. And all the good reasons, right? Right. And so, um, and and in your book, you elaborate on some of this stuff. Like, I like you. Uh, I I love this one because I hate when um, you know somebody sends uh, an email or uh, hey, I just wanted to touch base with you. Um, and I feel like it's just an old school sales addict and uh, or checking in. I mean, there, you, there's so many different ways that you could be creative to get back in front of these people. And I know inside the book, you had mentioned one of the most under um, marketed opportunities to get in front of them is Halloween. And I, I guess, how did you come up with Halloween and what's your experience with Halloween? Well, Halloween is, it's a fun time. Mm-hmm. It brings us back to our childhood and we can be goofy. You know, you can, you know, I, um, I had a mortgage guy that I worked with um, and he was looked at me peculiar. Why would I send out a Halloween card? I says, well, you know, try it. It's something fun and don't sell just so he actually put himself on the front of the greeting card uh, in a costume and sent it out there. And just it was a fun thing. And he mailed it out to, you know, his his customer base. And he got a bunch of people that called him up and said, wow, I love the card. It's funny. It's cool. And they called him. And and that's really it. It's just it's it's differentiating. It's being it's being clever, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a fun time, and it positions you for the holiday season. So it's it's like a it's like the opening uh, you know uh, dance for the holiday upcoming holiday season. Sure. Yeah. No, I think it's a great idea. One of my more successful and of course, consistency is a big key. And you mentioned that in your book too, but one of the, 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 the hot buttons for me were uh, for a follow-up card was Groundhog Day. I tell you the, the, the phone blew up. Most of them were like calling me just to say, Hey, Bush, this is great. How'd you come up with this card uh, for Groundhog Day? And it, it was just a fun thing to do. It was so random. And then, but it actually generated a phone call to say, Hey, I'm glad you sent this card because I've been meaning to call you. And uh, and so they called and they obviously wanted quotes and then we ended up doing business. And so I think it's just thinking outside the box and not traditional like Christmas cards, right? I'm not a big fan of Christmas cards. We get a ton and I feel like people just send them because they're receiving them from other people. It's not always genuine, even though it's a nice time of the year to receive Christmas cards. But from a marketing perspective, pick something that is a little bit more out of, out of the box, creative, and ways to uh, to keep touching base, so to speak, with other people. And I think I think you point that out quite a bit in your book. And when it gets released, a lot of business owners and executives should definitely pick it up and take a look at it. 
what are some of the methods that you recommend to your executive clients that you work with on on staying in touch? Um, I know uh, you and I had met over a note card conversation, uh, but what are other ways that you uh, recommend to your um, clients of uh, getting back in touch and um, whether they're prospects or they're clients of yours? Well, that's a, it's a good question, which um, multitude of things. I mean, you can you can still do email e- 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 periodically. You can mm-hmm. do text message. But the other thing too is you can send videos. You can just you know, there's there's uh, um, uh, several apps that I re- recommend in the book that you can use to send a s- simple video and and blast it out to a bunch of uh, your existing customers and, and business partnerships. Just reaching out and saying hi, you know, it's it's different, it's unique, it's cool. People go, wow, that's pretty clever. And you know, you can do all that stuff on your phone. Actually, nowadays, you know, people don't realize that they're all busy text messaging. But at the same time, you can actually hit the button and record a message and send a, a voice sound message via text message. You can get on there and record a video and hit send and send it to somebody. And just a simple hey. I was out thinking about you and just want to say hi. Hope all is well. Give me a shot when you get a chance. Boom, done. That's all it needs to be. Hey, gang. Ever wonder what it's like to be a small business owner? It's confusing. Weird expenses coming out of nowhere. And when you throw in health insurance, forget it. Nobody understands how that works. If you own a business, big or small, it's one of the biggest expenses you have all year long. And yet, we all wait until open enrollment at the end of the year, and then we think to ourselves, next year, next year I'll get a jump on it. And then it's another year of paying way too much. If you're a business owner, big or small, HR representative that wants to impress the boss, give Butch Zemar of Elite Benefits of America a call. Save yourself or your boss thousands or even tens of thousands of dollars a year. Reach out to Butch right now, 708 535 3006 or shoot him an email butch at elitebenefits.net and be sure to check out the zmar podcast don't wait till the last minute put butch zmar to work for you now now moving on i know you tried to give ideas as well one of the things i liked uh, in the book was about co-marketing because there's client bases across spectrums that are not competition, but they share the same clientele. And I think this is key. And and you mentioned this because it's all about generating business for everybody in the end. And we're not trying to sell anything. People have needs, people have problems to solve. And then, but how do we do this and and collaborate together? Um, And then uh, I'm curious on on some of your input, maybe you have a couple of stories on the co-marketing and how that has benefited some of your clients. So co-marketing is a really clever way to basically get into each other's database, mm-hmm. okay? So you can create a, a, a co-marketing piece. And um, I worked with a customer in, in a past that was in the, in the home improvement industry. Mm-hmm. And so what we did is they, they partnered up with a, a painter and they, they marketed into each other's database one flyer that was really promoting the other person. So if I'm marketing into, let's say I'm the painter and I'm sending it to my customer base, then I'm promoting my partnership with, let's say, the remodeler. Mm -hmm. The remodeler is sending his information to his customer base. He's promoting the painter and the fact that they're, they're edifying each other within their own sphere of influence 
And so now what you've done is you've created credibility because you've endorsed that other per person or edified them. And you've significantly cut your marketing costs because you're basically sharing the marketing costs between the other two with the other partner that you've done it with. Yeah, totally. I think it's a great idea. I've leveraged that uh, multiple times throughout my career and it's allowed us to cross sell, especially in non-competing markets, but we're still going after the same customer. Now, like you have all these ideas and you've uh, executed them with a lot of your clients. Is there a, a, a target that, that ends up working out really well with some of these methods? Uh, like, is it a type of business, a vertical, a certain size company? No, it, it doesn't. I mean, there's a, I got a customer in, in Michigan that's um, they they do pot pies, mm -hmm. and I've worked with them for six years. And she started out in her kitchen, and last year during the pandemic, she opened up a store. Mm. Okay, which was completely the opposite mm -hmm. of what everybody else was doing. Right. She opened up a store and uh, she was going to the farmer's market. <clears throat> but one of the things that she was doing that I had suggested was she was always putting out videos. So every Saturday when she's at the farmer's market, she got on there and she did a quick video standing there in front of her little booth saying, hey, I'm out here today at the blah, blah, blah. And she posted it on Instagram. She posted on Facebook and et cetera. And then what they did is they came up with something fun. And that was that anybody that purchased over $100, they got one of the employees that did the chicken dance. Okay. And so she was out there quacking her arms and all that stuff as a chicken dance. For, and then they videotaped it and they posted that and that we got another $100 thing. And people thought it was crazily fun and cool and it was kooky, mm -hmm. but it got people to be attracted and they went from you know 100 followers on facebook to now they're close to 1500 all organic mm -hmm. they've been on uh, the tv in the detroit market uh for free so the news stations have come and written stories about them wow. they've gotten to the point where they outgrew their space and had to take over the space next door and and now they've basically doubled their store um that they have and you know they're they're just blowing it up they put out a newsletter once a month they're not selling they're just talking about different stuff mm -hmm. different recipes and and things like that and they're just exploding in business and having fun doing it and all for the chicken dance that's yeah. it yeah. yep yeah just a little bit catchy to stay in, in front i and uh, there's one thing i know you at the beginning of the call uh, or our conversation and i want to point out because i think it's just fantastic it's it's another story about frederick where you had mentioned that you speak french and then you're a global traveler and you've been to like 30 countries i think you said what are some of the right. countries you've been to what are your more uh favorite ones uh well i i love australia i'm a i'm a big fan of australia uh it's a hybrid of united states it's a hybrid of europe it's a hybrid of uh some of the asian culture Mm -hmm. uh, I took my mom down there in 2002, and uh, they had plasma TVs in the grocery stores. We had no clue what a plasma TV was in 2002. And that's because they get the technology from Japan way before we do. Um, I enjoy France. England is pretty cool. Germany's uh, fantastic. So there's a, there's a lot of places. Uh, you know, my next thing is the Caribbean and, and uh, South America are my next uh destinations 
I, I think that's great. My world travels are, are stopped with four young kids, but uh, one of these days I want to get up there. And uh, as I was sharing with you, a uh, uh, retirement goal is to scuba dive the world in six months, and it'll be just a fantastic time. But and speaking of fantastic times, Frederick, this has definitely been great. There's a lot of content on here. If if anybody wanted to further the conversation with you or look at maybe some of the things that you've been working on and how it could benefit them, how do they get in touch with you? They can go to the uh, businesssuperfans.com website. Again, that's businesssuperfans.com website. Uh, there they can uh, go on there right now, reserve themselves uh, a copy of the book. If they reserve now, they'll get 50% off of the price of the book. They'll get a discount code once the book is published. And I'm actually putting together a business superfans accelerator community, which will be where people will be able to ask me questions as well as accountability stuff to actually help them implement a lot of the different plays that I talk about in the book. Mm -hmm. And uh, be also launching a, a podcast as well, which will be called the Business Superfans Podcast. So, you know, there's a, there's a multitude of different things to, to help, you know, it's not just here's a book, good luck, have fun. Uh, I'm putting together tools to make sure that, okay, you know, we've, we've all read books in the past and put them on the shelf and says, okay, that was a great book and yeah. we never do anything in it. Yeah. So my intent is to provide tools and ways to help people be successful and blow their business up by basically elevating their existing clients and customers into super fans by elevating their employees into being super fans of the business and promoting the business and as well as elevating business partnerships into super fans where the business partnerships are promoting one another. Uh, so it's basically taking all three groups clients and customers, employees and business partnerships and combining them together to be an awesome force. I, this has definitely been great. I encourage everybody to check out the Business Superfans website. I'll have that in the show notes as well. And maybe after the launch and, and things get moving, we'll get you back on here and talk about some of the updates uh, for small and mid-sized companies and, and the direction they're headed. So this has definitely been great. I appreciate your time, Frederick. Thanks a lot, Butch. It was a lot of fun and thank you again.